You're listening to Hey the everyone, I'm Dr. Community Eric Pruitt, superintendent of the Ankeny Community we're School District. Where we're with thousands of podcast streaming and all the options that you have, I thank you for choosing Let's Talk About It for your daily commute or at the end of your day listening to fun facts about um, our school district and city. Today's topic is about food insecurity and the effects um, that it has to our most vulnerable in our community. Hunger affects our students' ability to learn progress and excel. Today, we've invited guests from our community to talk about how Ankeny schools and their nonprofits are working to address food insecurity. Barb Wiedemann has been an Ankeny realtor broker for more than 25 years and is president of the Wiedemann Family Foundation. Her community service has contributed funds and services to residents of Ankeny and Northern Polk County. Barb created Hugs for Jesse's Bears, a teddy bear collection for Ankeny Emergency Medical Services. Children involved in a traumatic event are provided a buddy for their way to the hospital. The Holiday Ho Ho Home Tour proceeds benefit the Wiedemann Family Foundation Champagne and Dreams event. And coming up in April is Feel the Fun. Feel the Fun is a community-wide fundraiser to assist students with negative meal balances on their Ankeny Community School District lunch accounts. The Wiedemann Foundation engages local restaurants as participants. More than $28,000 in school meals has been provided through it, through this fund. Barb, great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thanks so much. Look forward to the conversation. Ann Bacon is the CEO of Impact Community Action Partnership, whose mission is to reduce barriers and burdens that families in poverty experience by increasing access to essential needs. Impact serves Boone, Jasper, Warren, Marion, and Polk counties. Impact is a nationwide network of local agencies resulted from President Lyndon B. Johnson's War on Poverty and from the advocacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the Economic Act of 1964 created locally funded agencies serving low-income populations. In 2022, Ann Bacon and Impact served more than 23,000 households who needed assistance with, with housing, food, or utilities. In 2020 and 2021, under her leadership, 6,600 of Central Iowa's most vulnerable families were among the first in the nation to access essential rental assistance as the pandemic caused a financial crisis. Anne believes that education is key and ensures continuous education among her staff and engages community leaders in corporate, nonprofit, and government. Anne, welcome. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. Great to have you here. We also have um, not a newcomer to the show. He's a veteran. We have Scott Litchfield, the Director of Nutrition Services with Ankeny Schools, um, to talk about the issue of food insecurity and the many challenges facing some of our students and Ankeny families. He may also throw in some uh, uh, stories about hammer pants, but that's for another, maybe for another Whoa. podcast. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> Scott has been instrumental in advocating for our students. He supervises the summer meal program, introduced the popular Try It Tuesdays where students are engaged, really encouraged to try new foods and let the staff know all about the experience. He also works to reduce the negative balances for school lunches by providing needed meals to those same students. Welcome, Scott. Thanks. Good to be back. Appreciate so I, 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 I noticed that you said to edit out that part about the hammer yeah. pants. Yeah. 
No. We don't. And there's no pictures, so. No pictures either? No. Okay. So it's I'll, all rumor. I'm going to have to talk to your wife about that. <laughs> well, 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 we'll talk later. Okay. <laughs> so let's get this conversation started. So, Ann, um, very, very serious um, impact on our community, um, specifically our kids around poverty. Um, can you talk um, and address the question of why people experience poverty, especially in areas that are perceived to be middle class or upper middle class? or even affluent um, across our nation? Absolutely. Um, after, you know, uh, decades of working in the anti-poverty world, it really can be boiled down to um, basic math. Um, families need a certain amount of money to come in to be able to cover their most basic needs. And thanks to research by both Common Good Iowa and MIT on living wage, we know in Polk County that a family needs a family of three, for example, needs $51,222 a year to meet their most basic needs. However, in Polk County, the median income uh, for households is uh, $38,546, which means there's a pretty significant gap for over half the families living in Polk County to be able to meet their most essential needs. And um, even when you look at a community like Ankeny, I'm a resident of Ankeny and enjoy all the wonderful things that uh, this community can provide. Uh, we have a significant number of families that struggle every day. Uh, they work hard, they do everything we've asked them to do, but the math just doesn't add up. Mm -hmm. And so um, we, I've heard the term food deserts mm. um, and how that impacts um, our most vulnerable families and, and students. Could you explain for our listeners what food deserts are and how that impacts um, families and our students? Mm -hmm. Sure. There's some official language around what a food desert is. And under that typical language, um, most of central Iowa wouldn't fall under that. But what we find is some um, uh, what I would call mini deserts based on people's uh, lack of access to transportation. Mm. So when you don't have transportation to get to a larger grocery store or a uh, you know, a warehouse or, or anything of that nature, uh, we see families that have to do their grocery shopping at convenience stores mm -hmm. and uh, gas stations and places where the prices are way higher. Um, uh, there's a saying in the anti-poverty business that it costs a lot of money to be poor, and right. that is true when it comes to accessing food. Uh, when you are forced to go to um, a convenience store or a fast market, um, you are going to pay more for your food. And so not only is it uh, about access to the food, either through transportation, but it's also quality of food that um, these families have um, the ability to choose from. And Absolutely. So, and so the, the, the quality, um, what impact does it have on um, the body? And, and, and I'll, I'll get Scott in here to talk about that. But when we talk about the quality of food options, does that have an impact on um, our families that, that are living um, uh, in poverty? It certainly does. Um, people believe or they like to believe that it's just as affordable to eat healthy as it's not, and that's just simply not the case. When families uh, find themselves um, economically challenged, they are going to look for the most calories for the least amount of money, and typically those are uh, processed carbohydrates and things that um, typically would not um, help create a balanced diet. Uh, we know through research on SNAP or food stamps that um, families that receive those do choose very similarly to people who aren't on on that assistance. However, um, their reliance on more processed food is driven by the affordability. And so, Scott, I'm going to bring you in here as far as just um, options for healthy foods. And so I think you can speak more 
uh, specifically about the impact of um, our, our students having access to processed fruit food versus fresh foods um, out in the community, but then also in our schools. So, you know, in, in your experience here in Ankeny and, you know, outside of Ankeny, you know, what have you seen um, having access to qu high quality food impacting um, our, our, our children? You know, and to pay, just to pick up where Ann talked about, convenience is where society's at right now. Mm. That's it. Um, everybody's busy, everybody, and it doesn't matter where you're at in life, people are busy, whether you're working three jobs or you're running kids here, running kids, doing whatever, convenience. And um, so what I see and what a challenge of our lunch and breakfast program is, is that kids aren't used to seeing fresh food that we serve. You know, we've added roasted green, fresh green beans, roasted zucchini, and raspberries. You talked about the Try It Tuesdays. Um, I, I would just say the whole point of the school lunch and breakfast program is, and we get a lot of money from the federal government for this program, so we can teach kids what healthy eating is and provide those fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, we also know that kids that come in in the morning may not have had a meal since lunch the day before when they were in school. Right. So it makes it even more important that if we're going to put something in their bodies, it's going to be something that's healthy, that's sustainable, that'll stick to your ribs, um, and it's not the quick calories that'll burn off and not be healthy and teach um, good habits in the long run. So like I said, and, and hit it, it's convenience. And convenience is people think it's cheap. It's quick, but it's not cheap. Um, and fresh food, again, we have a free and reduced program that helps people get a reasonable cost or free or reduced price for our meals. So, And so, Barb, you've, um, since you've been in Ankeny and um, been a partner with our with our district, um, you've, um, a lot of your work has focused on ensuring that um, our students have access to food and, are, and it's not a hindrance um, as far as being able to pay for it. And so w what keyed you in as far as, why, why was this important to you and why have you continued to support this effort um, for our children in Ankeny? Well, it's been about um, eight years ago. And actually, I had just read an article in the Des Moines Register that there was a huge deficit in the Ankeny School District and just started doing some brainstorming. At the time, met with the superintendent of schools and said, I've got some ideas. Mm. Um, one thing that, again, I'm a community you know, member here and have a business. And so we find that we're always going to our community for support. And what I came up with was the idea of giving back to our community mm -hmm. members um, by going out to eat at the local restaurants that will participate and then them giving back a percentage to feed our children. I think that is the ultimate goal and the, the most important thing and, and clear up that deficit. Um, so that was kind of how it all started. And yeah. it's just been an ongoing project that we've done every year. Absolutely. And so, uh, Scott, um, can you explain the, the FUEL program to our audience? Sure. Yeah. So FUEL is an acronym. Okay. And as Barb referenced back in the day, so the nutrition fund that I manage um, has a donation account. Every nutrition fund in the nation has a donation account. And we titled ours Fuel, Filling Up Every Learner. Mm. Um, definitely a catchy and applicable. 
um, the fuel program, the donation account, every penny that goes into that account goes towards student meals, goes to help families um, pay for meals. And as Barb said, negative balances grew. And this is not an Ankeny thing. This is across the nation. Uh, we were fortunate for the last two years to have free meals. Um, we were hoping that would stick for longer. It didn't. Uh, still, still working on that. But um, the fuel fund was designed to help those families that are struggling. And the fill the fund piece that Barb um, has generously taken on and pushed, that's been instrumental in helping pay all these meal balances and keep our fund going. And so how has the USDA transitioning back to the National School Lunch Program and School Breakfast Program affected our district and, more importantly, our students? Absolutely. So when we, for the last two years, as I said, we've had free meals. The USDA has blessed us and given all schools the option to serve free breakfast and lunch. Our participation was about, for, and I'll just talk about lunch, um, was about 8,500 meals a day when we were doing free lunches. Now that we're back to paid, we're about 7,000 meals a day. So we dropped immensely. And I think that speaks to Ann's point. I mean, there's, and what Ann does, she sees that food insecurity. Food's not cheap. Everybody goes grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming everybody knows that groceries are expensive. Um, so it's been a tough transition back. And we've definitely seen this year, since we're back to the paid meals, the normal service, we've seen negative balances jump back up because even though COVID seems to be at bay and we, it's not a hot news story right now, um, people's lives are still affected economically and um, food insecurity is still there. So what deficit annually do we usually have in our, in our meal program? So annually, and like I said, it's been a couple of years because nobody had to pay for meals. Um, this year, we're sitting just for this year, right about $55,000, $60,000 um, since the beginning of the year, since August 23rd when we started feeding students. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. And so the, um, it, 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 my point in asking that isn't necessarily to um, let our listeners know about th that large of a deficit, but it, this has a uh, tremendous impact on our kids, their families, um, the, the ones that are um, in high school about to graduate that may not necessarily be aware that they have a deficit. You know, we, we want to make sure that they don't have any barriers um, preventing them from you know, uh, uh, um, pursuing those post-secondary goals they have past graduation, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I'm going to tout Ankeny schools a little bit because before there was ever legislation passed down at the state house, Ankeny took on and said, look, we're going to feed every kid that walks through. And this was after I started a couple of years because we used to do, I don't know if you remember, there used to be a cheese sandwich that was handed to students if they didn't have money in their account. I remember the, uh, well, I wasn't in Ankeny. I just yeah. remember the uh, peanut butter and jelly cracker sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and every school district had something. Yes. <laughs> and it was, it was humiliating. And my wife teaches second grade in the district. She's been here 20-some years. And that was the first thing when I took this job. She says, Scott, that's humiliating. Mm. She's like, you need to end this. And so worked with the superintendent and administration and said, I know it could hurt our fund balance, but it's not okay to make kids. I mean, life's hard enough for right. kids as it is. So Right. And so um, we talked earlier um, about food deserts, but then, Scott, you've mentioned um, food insecurity. And so mm. let's talk about, one, uh, what is food insecurity? And then I want to, after we answer that question, I want to talk about some of the myths around um, food insecurity. And I'll let you take 
Sure, sure. <laughs> um, you know, when we talk about that gap between what families are earning and what it actually takes to get by, um, you know, hard choices have to be made all the time. And, um, you know, there's hunger, which is they can't meet the need, they're not meeting the need, they're missing meals. Um, we know that exists. We see it. Uh, we run food pantries both here in Ankeny and um, in Des Moines. Um, so we do see that. But then also that insecurity of just not being sure. Um, one day it's plentiful. The next day it's not. And um, that insecurity of not feeling sure about your food puts a tremendous stress um, on the families, but also on children. I think um, when we look at our most uh, financially vulnerable families, the school is the place where those kids can feel like, I know. I know when I show up, there will be food. Right. Um, and I know that it will actually be uh, plentiful. Um, it does hurt my heart a little bit to hear that the number of uh, kids um eating right now has dropped so uh, so much um, without the, the free lunch being there uh, because that is where that insecurity uh, builds. And I think it would it's very advantageous for our students to feel uh, confident and comfortable that there will be food every day. And so the, the, there are some myths around uh, food insecurity uh, within our district, at the city, county uh, level. And so, Anne, um, let's talk about you know, some of these myths, as you understand it, you know, from your work around um, ensuring that we get rid of this insecurity um, in our community. So what are some of the myths that um, you've had to address and you're working around? Mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest myth around food insecurity, and it really surrounds anyone that is financially struggling or in poverty, is that um, the adults in the family are not trying hard enough, mm. um, that there is some sort of... Um, laziness or bad choices uh, that landed families there. And that's just not what we see. We see very hardworking families, sometimes working multiple jobs. Um, but again, when, you know, to get reduced lunches in the district, a family of three uh, can make just over 45 or just short of $46,000. But that family has an $8,000 deficit every single year. And so, um, you know, we have a lot of folks in Ankeny um, that earn less than a living wage, and that leaves hard choices to be made. But it's not because people are making bad choices or they're not trying hard enough. That is just not what we see. So I think that's the biggest myth. And yeah. I think the other one is that um, parents are just forgetful or they just aren't doing what they have to do to call and put a fund balance in. Right. Um, these uh, families, these adults are making extraordinarily difficult decisions every day. And I think anything we can do in the community to help bridge that gap that exists for so many of our students would be very helpful. And so, so Scott, from your perspective, um, what are the myths around our breakfast and lunch programs? Yeah, and, I, and I'm going to tag right on to where Ann was at. Um, a reduced priced meal breakfast with us is 30 cents. Mm -hmm. And for most people in Ankeny, you're like, hmm, 30 cents, not bad. But when you talk to parents working three jobs, single, single parents, married, working three jobs, have four kids in the district, well, 30 cents times four kids times five days a week adds up. And they said, look, that's a lot of money for us. We still can't afford that. And... 
So it, not not as much a myth, but that's that's the reality. And I I'll never forget when I first started here, I had a mom tell me, Scott, here's the problem with the reduced price: we're poor but not poor enough. Mm-hmm. We don't qualify for the free. And a lot of people that qualify for the free, probably ninety percent of families that qualify for free meals through our program are receiving some kind of assistance from the state. We get a list twice a month from the state that says these are the families that qualify um, through a Medicaid program, through um, a lot of different programs. The impact of, although, although um, a family may have reduced lunch meals, if they have multiple children, it's that, still a lot. It, it, it adds up. It adds up, and it's hard to cover that cost. Well, right. And one thing I would tag on to that is, you know, we have these income limits that, you know, are set um, outside of our uh, power. Um, But if a family earns just a little bit more than that, I mean, they could just earn a few dollars more than that. They lose all of the benefit. And as we said, there is a gap. There's a gap between people that qualify for reduced. And so there's also a strata of family, pretty significant number in Ankeny that um, are just over the limit. Now they still can't afford mm-hmm. um, the price of lunches, and then they go immediately to full-price lunches. And I think that's why you see some of the deficits you do. Yeah. And so, and so but, I'm sorry, go well, ahead. I was going to say, the, the list from the state we get, those folks are receiving food assistance mm. of some kind. When you're in that reduced price category or just outside of that, they don't receive food assistance. So when you look at their refrigerator compared to somebody who's qualifying for free meals, it's a different look. Yeah. There might not be anything in their refrigerator because they really can't afford it as opposed to the people who are qualifying for free. So there's a lot that goes into it. And that's why citizens like Barb are really important in Ankeny because she's been filling that gap for a very long time. And so Fill the Fund is an Ankeny fundraiser meant to help reduce the negative balance some students have for their lunch accounts. Um, Barb already talked about how that got started, but you know, what is the Wiedemann uh, found, uh, Family Foundation's involvement in Fill the Fund? We work with the school district, and we set up, we, we reach out to all the restaurants, because really it's an easy, easy program to do. We're asking you to go out to eat, and then they give back, the restaurants that are participating, they give back a percentage to the Ankeny School District, which is amazing. We, you know, our goal is to to feed these children, right. you know, that just hurts my heart to think about. We have kids that are going hungry. So um, with the program, super easy. It's every year. Um, it's always on uh, Administrative Professionals Day. So it's a good day to take everybody out to eat. Uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We have several participating restaurants that are listed that you can go to. Um, and then they give back a percentage. So that's that's what our goal is. And every year we want to deplete that deficit. Absolutely. And so for those listeners out there, what would be your pitch to our listeners and their families around on this day, why they should get out to the restaurants in Ankeny and contribute and enjoy a good meal in some of the nicest restaurants um, in the state um, here in Ankeny and contribute towards um, depleting um, this uh, deficit that we have uh, for those families that um, have a balance um, with their um, f- uh, uh, food accounts. You know what? Um, The Wiedemann Family Foundation is all about children and families here in the Ankeny community. So 
I would say, please help our own community, help our children here in Ankeny. And it's an easy thing to do. You don't have to cook. Go out to dinner, you know, um, and and help support our kids. Scott, how about you? What's your plug to um, our, our listeners around why they should participate in this? Um, so I would say, you know, Starbucks is out there, and it's I'm not advertising for them, but everybody knows they're out there. Five, six bucks for a drink. Well, that's three or four meals mm. that goes to helping a kid come to school and pay for a meal that their family doesn't have to worry about that. Um, and I would just say Barb's been unreal about this since we started it. Um, when we started the whole fuel fund and really trying to address negative balances, um, Barb has been instrumental. Her and her team have been instrumental in making sure thousands, and we're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of meals have been provided. Um, and you know they're nutritious. They're right. coming from our program. Right. So, and Ann, I'll, I'll let you chime in. You know, why should um, our community participate in this event, um, and you know, why is it so important to our kids? Yeah, as a resident of Ankeny, I can tell you um, a large portion of our community um, has had some real um, advantages and have some. Uh, real ability to help create change in their neighbors' lives. And um, I think it's a little bit of paying back for whatever privilege we've experienced to be able to not have to worry about our lunch balances or not have to worry about um, where our kids are going to get their dinner. And so uh, pitching in to recognize that uh, we need to support everyone in the community. And uh, I'll take any opportunity I can to go out for dinner. So I can't wait. And so, Ann, let's talk about uh, the new um, Ankeny Community Resource Connection. Can you introduce this to our audience? Yeah, thanks for asking about that. Um, You know, uh, we're sitting in this beautifully rehabbed Nevlin Center, and um, Impact and the Ankeny Service Center used to be located here um, in a way to make sure that families could easily access services. Well, we're very excited that uh, we have come together to start the Community Resource Connection. It is uh, located on Ankeny Boulevard near uh, Portofino's or uh, Strawberry patch and uh, we will be a hub for other nonprofits as well we've already um, had some work with WIC and uh, NAMI and uh, some other groups uh, to be able to bring services again together in one location and uh, we're super excited and invite anyone who wants to know more to to stop by and see us absolutely and so Barb the 2023 Feel the Fun event is on Wednesday, April 26th. Um, can, ru- can restaurants still participate? And if so, how? Yes, absolutely. If there are restaurants out there that want to participate, all they have to do is reach out to myself. Um, check out the uh, page on the school district website and um, let us know. We'd be glad to sign you up and, and get you to participate. And it's it's whatever percentage they want to give back. Right. Remember, those meals are 30 cents. So a little bit can go a long ways. Absolutely. And so if um, we have restaurant owners out there that want to look forward to next year to be a featured restaurant, um, how do they get on that contact list? Um, really, if they just want to reach out to me. Otherwise, there is the um, site um, on the school webpage and they can reach out to that site as well. And so with Feel the Fun, Scott, you know, what has been the impact of 
that on our district? Um, I think it's put a lot of families at ease and some interesting stories um, that come back from when we started this are there's families that have utilized um, the fuel account, uh, the money that comes from Fill the Fund, and then they will turn around when they're in a better place and donate money back to that okay. and pay it back. And so what, what are the opportunities for members of our community to donate to fuel outside um, once the uh, Fill the Fund is complete? Absolutely. They can donate anytime on our website. There's a link out there on the Ankeny School District website that they can just go in and add money. They can write a check. They can bring cash. Um, it can be done all year long because we feed kids all year long. Um, so the opportunities are endless. And um, yeah, you can give me a call too, and we can help you set it up. And so, Ann, you, you shared some news about the Ankeny Community Resource Connection, but can you talk about some, what are the, some of the challenges in getting the information to families um, about local programs like fuel and regional and state programs designed to assist families in need? Mm -hmm. Yeah, an interesting thing that we see in many of the families we serve is they, um, they don't want to feel like they are using a service if other people need it. And so, you know, we have uh, two food pantries located in the Community Resource Connection, uh, DMARC sponsored and the Food Bank of Iowa sponsored. We have energy assistance. Uh, we still take energy assistance applications through April. Uh, we'll be restarting rent assistance. I mean, these programs that we offer and many others offer are there to help families. So what we really want families to know is if you qualify, mm. please apply. Um, and we'll do our best to make that as comfortable and easy as possible. And, you know, if we can help cover someone's utility bill, that might free up more money uh, to be able to spend at the store. And so um, Ann mentioned the word apply. That made me think about our free and reduced yeah. lunch um, applications. And so, Scott, um, looking to next year for our families or even now, if families um, have an interest in completing the free and reduced lunch form application, how do they access it and what's involved in completing that um, application and, and why should our families be interested in doing that? Absolutely. So for this year, well, the free and reduced applications are up 12 months, 365 days a year. Um, you can always apply right now. We still have two months of schools or of school left um, that we're feeding kids. Um, that is on schoolcafe.com, mm -hmm. www.schoolcafe. It's an online application. The only people that see that application are myself and my assistant, Leanna. Otherwise, it is private information, um, but they can fill out for this year. For next year, uh, that application for next year will come out sometime in July. And every year, there has to be a new application completed. Um, now, I want to piggyback on that. If you qualify for free or reduced meals, the district also may extend registration costs, free, reduced. Mm -hmm. um, driver's ed, you get reduced. AP testing. So there's a lot of reasons. And if I, I would just say, if you think you may qualify or you're not sure, fill it out. It it'll take you five to ten minutes totally to fill it out. And if you do, great. If you don't, okay, but at least try it. I would encourage everybody to try it. Absolutely. And so, again, to our families out there that um, have children that are attending schools here in Ankeny, or for that matter of fact, any schools, any schools. In, in our state, yeah. um, if you believe that you may qualify for free or reduced lunch, please fill out that, that application um, to assist your family and, more importantly, your child. And then looking to next year, a new application will have to be filled out for the 23-24 school year. Um, our goal is to make sure that all of our kids 
um, have healthy meals and that they're able to you know, just have the fuel they need to to learn and think and have conversations in their classes with their peers um, and their teachers. And so, Anne, you talked about a lot of programs today so that uh, our impact programs are available for families um, in need in Boone, Jasper, Warren, Marion, and Polk counties. Um, please let our audience know how they can partner, volunteer, and donate to help uh, you fulfill your mission to reduce the barriers and burdens that families in poverty may face. Sure, I'll never pass up an opportunity like that. <laughs> um, the easiest way is to go to our website. It's www.impactcap.org. And there they'll see there's a singular number they can call. They can reach out via the website. Um, they can go on Facebook and reach out. Um, and we will make sure they get connected to the right people to uh, see what we could do to uh, reduce their burden just a little bit. And then, Barb, is there a way for members of our community to contribute to the Wiedemann Family Foundation or um, how might they get involved with the efforts that you're putting towards helping our students in our district here in Ankeny? If they want to go directly to our website, it's www.wiedemannfamilyfoundation.org. Um, and then you can also go to our Facebook page. We do have a Fill the Fun Facebook page that is... Um, they can reach out on that. There is links um, to donate on those pages as well. And I would be remiss, Scott, if I didn't mention our talented um, uh, nutrition staff that we have in the district. Um, but I want to give you a, an opportunity to um, reach out to members of our community that may have an interest in working um, at one of our schools um, in the nutrition department with supporting um, our students and, and um, our families here in the district. So if I, if our anyone in our audience has an interest in joining the Ankeny team, specifically the nutrition team, what do they need to do and what type of jobs might um, be available in our nutrition um, office? Yeah, so we have about 80, 80 team members and their moms, dads, grandpas, grandmas, and a lot of times the hours just work out perfect because they can be with their kids in the morning, drop them off at school, and then be with them after school. So the hours tend to be a good parent-type um, job. And we're always looking for talented people. I will say, you know, with the people that are in this room, feeding kids, feeding, I mean, feeding people is the most noble thing we can do, right? It's, it's a necessity of life. You have to have food. And so coming and feeding, and I don't care if it's, kindergarten through fifth graders. I don't care if it's 10th through 12th graders at the high school. They are all so appreciative mm. of what our teams do and the food that's served. And yeah, it'll, it, they fill your bucket pretty quick when you're out there serving. Um, but we'd love to have anybody. We're going to actually put out in May um, job openings for next year. Mm -hmm. So if people have kids, their last one's going off to school and you want to fill some hours, you know, they're four to four to six hour positions. And like I said, they tend to work really well for um, parents so they can still be home with their kids after we're done. Barb, thank you for your um, partnership, your commitment to um, Ankeny, specifically Ankeny Community School District and our kids. Uh, your service and commitment um, to our kids um, is greatly appreciated. So, And also thank you for joining me today on the show. Thank you. And again, thank you for everything that you're doing to eliminate um, um, poverty um, in our community and filling those gaps 
um, for our families and children. Um, great to meet you today and look forward to continue working with you in the future. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. And to our audience, um, please remember that you know, food insecurity does not discriminate. It can impact your neighbor, relatives, and close friends without you even knowing. We are committed to, to the culture of health and wellness in the Ankeny Community School District. An easy way to support is to take your family out to eat at a participating Feel the Fun restaurant on April 26th, and a contribution will be made to the Ankeny uh, Schools Fuel Fund. Please visit the Impact Actions Partnership website for more information on programs and ways to support them. We'll see you next time on Let's Talk About It. We are Ankeny. Thank you for listening to the We Are Ankeny podcast, the official podcast of Ankeny Community Schools.